אחרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שדורנו לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכני עפר הקדוש ומשבר ארצמה. ובפחד רבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחנו ועמקו חוכמה רבנו נחנו לפגם את שמחה. נא נח נחמן נחמן אומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. ברוך השם. We have a very special podcast for today. Lessons 123 and 124 in Sichot Aran. Starting with lesson 123, we want to speak about um, uh, what Hashem finds precious. And in lesson 124, um, another beautiful conversation Rabbeinu had, or in the uh, Rabbeinu had, and then it's followed by a few words that Rabbi Natan adds. To describe the greatness of Rabbeinu is something very special. So let's hop right into it. Seif Kuf Chav Gimel, Lesson 123. This conversation is about the subject of those people that draw close to Hashem Yitbarach, that draw close to God. And afterwards, they distance themselves from Hashem. Maybe it happens that after a few years, they... They fall away from the path, or slowly, slowly they fall away, whether one thing happened and led to the next. Whatever it is, somehow a person started by serving Hashem and ended off distancing himself and falling off the derech a little bit, the pathway of serving Hashem, for whatever reasons. And Rabbeinu has uh, many explanations for this in the Gutem Moran. Perhaps uh, he forgot about Hashem. Um... All those things that uh, that might happen over there. Um, I forget which lesson, but it describes a few different scenarios. And um, actually, fun, we just did it in the Seder quite recently. Um, nonetheless, that uh, we see that sometimes a person is too weak; he cannot over. Uh, he's too weak; he cannot overcome the obstacles that are standing before him um, within the uh, realm of serving Hashem Yitbarach, because of course we know that when you want to serve Hashem, when you want to draw close to God, God rejects you in a way. He pushes you away, and of course that rejection is only for the greater purpose of drawing close. But a person has to understand that and believe that, and live by that. If a person is too weak, if a person doesn't have azut, boldness, he won't be able to break, he won't be able to break those obstacles. So we see here that sometimes a person draws close, and then afterwards distances himself from Hashem Yitbarach, um, for whatever the reasons are. Anavi Yama, Rabbeinu spoke about the, the, that scenario and he said like this, Nonetheless, that drawing close is very precious to Hashem Yitbarach, even for one single moment. Even if afterwards what was done, what happened is what happened. No matter what happened afterwards, Hashem Yitbach still enjoyed and loves the fact that you drew close to Him, even for whether it was a week, whether it was for a year, whether it was for a day or five minutes. The Amar and Rabbeinu continued. Doesn't it say about the time whenever the Torah was given on Har Sinai? It says in Shira Shirim, You've captured my heart with one of your eyes. This is what uh, Hashem Yitbarach is saying. That the, Jew pe- the Jewish people captured Hashem's heart with one of their eyes. And with capturing the heart, of course, is a sign of gaining God's favor. 
And Hashem Yitbach is saying that the Jewish people have gained my favor with one of their eyes. And of course, this language of one of my eyes is very unique. So the Midrash addresses this in Shira Shirim Rabbah. And it's brought down over there that what, they ask the question, what does it mean that uh, we've captured Hashem with one of our eyes? Rather, with one eye, we are looking towards Matan Torah. And the other eye, we are looking towards the sin of the golden calf. Meaning what? We weren't fully 100% committed to the Torah. We still had that thought that we we're going to commit the golden calf. One eye was pointed in the right direction. One eye was pointed in the other direction. We see that at the time of the giving of the Torah, their minds were already decided on separating from Hashem. Nonetheless, what did it say in the verse? You've captured my heart with one of your eyes, meaning even if you only had one eye, you still captured my heart. Nonetheless, the drawing close in itself was still very, is still very precious before Hashem. Because this in itself is very precious within the eyes of God. Meaning what the fact that you drew close, even if later you fell off, as we see with the Jewish people at Matan Torah, that even though they were drawing close for just that one moment, because they had their other eye towards the golden calf, nonetheless it was still very precious before Hashem. This is something very important, very encouraging for us that even though we fall off the path sometimes, we have to encourage ourselves that Hashem Bach still takes pride in the great things that we have done before in the past. And that Baruch Hashem, Hashem Bach is taking account for all the good things that we have done. Of course, all the negative, but in this context, Rabbeinu is speaking about the positive light here. And that's all the good that we've done in the past. Seif Kuf Chavdalet Pa'am Echad Sha'alot Yibirishon Temah one time, Rabbanu asked me in a, in a language of questioning. Uh, Rabbanu came and asked Rabbi Nathan a question. Have you ever heard me speak words of Musa, words of ethical teaching, words of um, reproof, rebuke? That's what Rabbanu is asking Rabbi Nathan. He called Dibur Musar Shalahumut Baram Mochat Bidvarot. And Rabbeinu tells Rabbi Nathan, he says like this, he continues by telling him that what? Every single word, sorry, that he's not able to convey these words of Musar, he's not able to share these words of Musar. Why? Because every single word of Musar that he says is immersed and washed in tears. Meaning, if Rabbeinu were to share true Musar explicitly the way um, Musar is given off very directly, then he wouldn't be able to give even one word because he'd be crying the entire time. Whatever, that, uh, whatever we just explained above, that every single word of Musar that Rabbanu said was immersed and washed in tears. This is why Rabbanu says, and he asked Rabbanu, have you ever heard words of Musar? And this is very funny, by the way. Uh, because we're going to see here that, of course, Rabbanu shares Musach. His entire books are Musach. So what's he really speaking about here? We're speaking about the explicit language. This is why Rabbanu didn't have the ability to give off Musach, give over Musach, explicitly, the way it's, in its direct way, the way Musach is normally given. 
ובתחילה היה אצלנו קצת תמיהה מה שאמר שאין אומר מוסר. In the beginning, me and some of the other students, we, we, were, question, we were surprised by the fact that he said sarcastically or rhetorically, have you guys ever heard any words of Musaq from me? Because of course we have, but Rabbeinu was asking rhetorically and he meant no. So Rabbi Nathan saying it was a big surprise to me. Because according to our minds, our understanding, all Rabbeinu's words are very... Uh, what do you call great words of Musah like a burning flame but the truth is Rabbeinu wasn't accustomed it wasn't his custom it wasn't his way to share words of Musah explicitly like it was the way of those tzaddikim who used to rebuke the town their, their students whoever might be in, the same, in that way Rabbeinu had a different way but the truth is that all of Rabbeinu's words and conversations were only regarding the subject of serving Hashem. And this is why he makes his entire book, all his books, Musar. Rabbeinu writes in Chaim Oran. He says like this. He says, Now that the, my, my Sfarim are in the world, especially the Kutem Oran, um, there is no need for, to study other, any other books of Musar because my book contains all of them. Essentially, that the Likute Moran is such an all-encompassing sefer. It encompasses the Musaf from all the great Tzvarim. Rabbeinu was such a, had such a great understanding of Musaf, he could find all the Avodat Hashem in all the books. Even those books which seem super esoteric and vague and nobody understands what they're saying on the surface, even a simple meaning. Rabbeinu explained how he could find the entire Musaf within that book. We know the famous sefer of the Arizal by the name of Etz Chaim. Etzchayim is the most complicated, complex book of the Ari HaKadosh. Um, there's many different gates in Etzchayim. It speaks about the creation of the world, before the creation of the world, all these things, these elements that uh, fall into it. But um, Etzchayim is one of the deepest, it is probably the Ari HaKadosh's most complicated book. It's the deepest book. And yet, Rabbeinu, after he finished it multiple times, at the one of those times after he finished it, he came to Rabbi Nathan and he told Rabbi Nathan, he said, now I understand. Told one of the students, he said, now I understand that it's Chaim is entirely a book of Musa. So, we can see here how Rabbeinu, everything he does is in Inyan of Abodat Hashem and Musa. But yet, if Rabbeinu were explicitly uh, write it or tell it to us in the way that most people give off Musa, he would be crying so much he wouldn't be able to even say one word. All of Rabbeinu's words were literally like uh, uh, coals of fire. Anyone who had the merit to listen to a word of Rabbeinu, to listen to a word, exit Rabbeinu's mouth, it would immediately enter this person's midst like a flame that is burning. And it's impossible to explain or describe the imagery that we're talking about here, not in writing, not by words. We cannot explain the intense, fiery holiness that emerged from Rabbeinu's uh, lips with his holy words that were very awesome, very pure.
that every single word of Rabbeinu, every single word that he ever mentioned, even those mundane conversations, all the more so when he started speaking about serving Hashem, or when he was giving off and explaining a Torah, revealing a Torah lesson, Every single word of Abenu um, spoke, illuminated, and shined, and uh, gave off fire uh, like bolts of uh, flames that came out of Abenu's mouth. And anyone who had the merit to uh, listen, to pay attention to his words in truth and in simplicity. Every single word of his flew and entered this person's midst, no matter who was there. Entered this man like a, like a flame of fire, literally. To the point that when Rabbeinu was done speaking, when Rabbeinu was speaking, he instilled within each and every of the person the people listening there, each and every single person in the audience, um, the ability to draw close to Hashem Yitbach and to, to bind themselves with a tremendous and awesome uh, enthusiasm to Hashem in truth also. So we see here how Rabbeinu was able to draw down these yearnings for a person to draw close to Hashem. And it, um, it happened that Rabbi Nathan saying that the majority of the time when we, um, in the moment we used to present ourselves before Rabbeinu, it would seem in that moment that when we were standing before His holy splendor, that it was certain that we would have no free will anymore because Rabbeinu was on so much fire and everybody in the room was feeling that electricity. So Rabbi Nathan said it happened so many times, but the majority of the time, that every single time I came out of a lesson or a conversation with Rabbeinu, it felt as if Rabbeinu was taking away my free will and only giving me only the ability to serve Hashem, the want to serve Hashem. Because it was certain at that moment when we were standing before Rabbeinu that it was necessary to do everything according to the Raton of Hashem and it was impossible to separate ourselves any, any longer from God. All the more so when it comes to changing the Ratzon of Hashem to transgress something, God forbid, even the slightest thing in the world. Because the heart was drawn very much towards Hashem through His holy words that are impossible to measure to describe in any single way. Rabbeinu saying that each and every person, uh, saying that each and every person that came before Rabbeinu, when he used to speak, immediately that man was affected for the better. And now Rabbeinu saying the key piece here, which is the key for everything, because of course we can do the same rectifications as they did once. We have the same ability. Because nowadays, because now, today, Anyone who engages and studies the holy works of Rabbeinu HaKadosh Rabbi Nachman and he analyzes them and he pays attention to these books, to the advice in these books, 
in truth and in wholesomeness and simplicity. These are the two conditions that Rabbi Nathan is outlining here, as mentioned in the, in the introduction to the Kutub Moran. The main thing is to be honest, not to be fake, to come before Hashem with honesty, to actually draw close. The words of Rabbeinu might have an effect if you're not honest, but nonetheless, Rabbeinu, the main thing is to be honest, and Rabbeinu teaches us emet ve'emunah. And the second thing is simplicity. Throw away your own wisdom and stop trying to pick up our arguments with what, with what the tzaddik says. Be simple, accept it, and move on. And that which doesn't make sense, God willing, will make sense as long as you stay silent. This is a secret. Rabbeinu teaches us that staying silent brings answers. Um, you might have a question, stay silent, and Hashem will send you the answer. So, of course, we're talking about simplicity here. Throw away your own wisdoms and rely on the wisdom of Hashem. And the wisdom of the true tzaddikim, especially Rabbeinu. And it's certain that if one looks at these Sfarim of Rabbeinu with simplicity and with truth, with honesty and sincerity, it is certain that his heart will, will, will be lit aflame with passion to be able to serve Hashem Bach very much because all of Rabbeinu's words were like fiery coals. God willing, Bizrat Hashem. May we have the merit to study Rabbeinu's advice, apply the advice, and draw close to Hashem Bach in this way.